listening to the 123 show with me Noreen Mayer on this Monday afternoon. Now I'm super happy to welcome on the program Radio 3 presenter Sadia Osmani as Sadia will be telling us a little bit more about her webinar which she is uh, hosting today about getting your voice heard through challenging times. Sadia, welcome on the show. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Makes it, a change to be talking to you like this, Noreen. <laughs> I know. I was just going to say, usually our listeners will hear you uh, presenting the program, but today uh, <laughs> you are our wonderful guest. So, you know, they also get to know our listeners will also get to see you in a different hat as well, because for, mm-hmm. for many, many years, you're actually also a, a media uh, trainer and a consultant. So, so tell us a little bit more about uh, this webinar you're doing today. Okay, well, basically, the webinar is really just um, kind of originated because right now, I think we're all sort of facing challenging times um, in terms of work, how we get to work, what we do at work, if we can get to work. But this isn't really something that's new. I mean, for me, um, the reason that we chose this subject was because I've actually, you know, when I first started working, I started like 15 years, I worked with the BBC, and then I went in to public relations. And so when I joined a charity, a very large national charity in the UK, it was actually based at home. So I worked for about 12 years at home and I had a team of sort of media relations managers across the UK. And so we all had to communicate. And at that time, like in 2000, we didn't really have technology. We didn't have that much technology as we do today. We have so many options today. So it was really quite challenging to work like that. And you kind of get very used to it. I mean, I did it for 12 years. And frankly, after the 12 years, when I decided to go and work in an office, it was really weird just trying to get used to sitting in an office with people who could see you. And, and then, you know, all this noise was coming at you, all sorts of different things. But But just to work at home, I mean, in Hong Kong now, I'd say that for the last couple of years, we've been gradually been weaning ourselves towards it because, you know, uh, a couple of years ago we had the typhoon where, you know, and that's something that we face every year because then we may have find ourselves sitting in our homes having to work because we can't get access to our offices. And then last year we had the protest, you know, NTR stations were closed, offices were closing early or not opening. And then obviously this year we have the coronavirus, which is suddenly like it's been a gradual sort of, um, you know, we've been taken away from our our comfort of of the office. And now we have to deal with whatever we are doing. And this really just covers everyone. I mean, it's something that's relevant to you, Noreen. I mean, you know, certainly when we're doing radio, we have to now think about let's try and get guests in who are not coming into studios, but are going to talk to us online. So that is remote working, basically, isn't it? Exactly. I heard, actually, in Bloomberg Radio, they had their technicians come to their house and set up um, set up yeah. uh, mics and whatnot in, in their apartments. Sure. But, you know, sure. that also begs the question, it's actually quite, it can be quite challenging to also work from home uh, because it's of all the distractions. Um, so Yeah, yeah, no, it's incredibly <laughs> challenging. I think... The one thing, and a couple of things which are really the most important things when you think about personally for yourself when you work from home, is one, if you are certainly used to going into an office and chatting with people, talking to people, just that whole sort of frame of mind where you get ready for work, you get dressed. For me, it's like putting some lipstick on, 
and going somewhere. And then suddenly you find that actually you don't need to do that. Okay, in some things it's good, it's nice not to have to bother about it. And do you change then, out of your pajamas yeah. even? <laughs> well, there were days where I didn't change out of my pajamas. And I was in my nighty all day because I didn't get a chance to change because I was so busy. But that's another aspect of it because... So that aspect, the whole psychological effect on you, but also this whole thing about time management, because, you know, you have to discipline yourself. In an office, you may sit there and you think, right, okay, everyone's watching you, you're doing this, you're doing that. And then suddenly you think, okay, I'm going to take a break now, I'm going to have a coffee break. But when you're working at home, you have to actually sometimes discipline yourself and think, no, listen, I need to stop, I need to have a break, and I need to go for a walk, because you tend to sometimes get so engrossed in your work that it's hard to cut off and then you become quite isolated and you know in an office environment you may chat to people you may look over at somebody and then wave or well you know everyone shouts across the office and says this and that you might go and pick up some biscuits or or make a cup of tea but then that like you know that whole thing changes when you sit at home and it's really important for you to keep some sort of you know, um, disciplining yourself to, to time manage yourself, to give yourself breaks, you know, or it could work the other way and you're so distracted and you think, oh, I'm just going to put the wash on <laughs> or I'm just going to do this, which can happen. You know, you have days where you just think, oh, I just cannot concentrate. But that is about you working at your optimum when you feel you can work at your optimum. There are times where you may not, but you do that in the office. But I suppose because you're sitting in an office, Nobody can see you twiddling your thumbs. Exactly. It just looks like you're sitting at your desk facing your computer, but, you know, you could just be, you could be rearranging your stocks on Facebook. Nobody will know. That's right. So, so there's a lot of kind of discipline involved, but I think, you know, when you talk, when we talk about, I mean, I'd like it people actually listen to this, uh, come along to this webinar and just listen to it today. You can actually still sign in for it. So it's not late. It starts at five o'clock to six o'clock this evening. So I won't release too much information about what I'm going to be talking about. But the fact is that, like, you know, when you when you are working from home, there are certain challenges. And, and whoever your audience is, whether it's like you, where we've got listeners out there who, who we have to reach, but also, like, if you're a business or, you know, these days, universities, you know, now universities have had to really get into gear and really get down to sort of online learning. And in one way, it is a hard thing to do. It's hard to adapt. It's hard to get students to do that. But on the other side, it has actually been probably a very good exercise because it really gets them, because they have no choice whatsoever, to try it out and see how it works. And that is what it's all about. It's about experimenting with different ways of engaging because you know that if, you know, if, you're, if you've got a business, you're a startup or whatever, and you now find yourself locked in a house and you have to get in touch with your clients and the business people about something or other, then you have to really ask yourself these questions as to, okay, why, when I get in touch with them, I've got a certain amount of time. They may be looking at their phone. They may be looking out the window. They might be doing other things. How do I grab their attention? How do I get them to listen to me? And then what is it that I want to achieve in that moment of time that I have with them? So, so you have to kind of almost think differently, and you have to be very clear about your target audience, who it is, what is it they want. And it's a two-way street because it's not just about you getting what you want, but it's about them, you know, 
getting something out of you when, when they talk to you because they are going to have to connect with you. And, and it's amazing. Like, there are just so many different platforms these days that people can keep in touch. You know, if you go back 30 years, I didn't have any of that. We were doing conference calls and we only had telephones. But what was important was for you to actually not always send things through email or just WhatsApp. Talk to people. It's so important to keep the human element. You have to, you know, sometimes when you're feeling low and you feel, you know, demotivated, you don't feel like doing what you want to do, pick up the phone and talk to a friend. Talk to somebody, one of your colleagues, somebody you can just say, do you know, I'm having a really rubbish day. I, I just don't know how to cope with this type thing. So that's important. But then because you're at home, sometimes people feel guilty about doing that. And they think, no, I can't be chin wagging with somebody. But, you know, it's like, but you have to because that's natural. Yeah. So it's kind of working with yourself to adapt to, to the whole remote working. There's lots of advantages, obviously, to home working, you know, and in this day and age, you know, travel costs and time and all sorts of things. It can be very nice. I, I got so used to working 12 years at home. You know, I used to go for meetings and things and we used to meet as teams and things on a regular basis. But at home, it was great. And at that point, my children were younger so I could actually get them back from school and they'd be sitting in the other room doing their bits. I could check on them. I could go back to work. And then, you know, in a way, what happens when you work from home is you never actually switch off. You have a study. You have an area that you're working in. And you might then pop in there again in the evening after dinner and check your emails. So that's kind of, again, it's a matter of discipline that you have to Exactly. And like you were saying, there's so many platforms these days where people and, and so many different industries that you can mm. utilize that. Um, mm. a, a guest who came on the program, you know, she's using uh, video conferencing yep. uh, for, for breathwork um, yoga with her sure. clients. And she's, you know, sitting in front of a camera um, and, and demonstrating how to how to breathe and how to be more mindful in your breathing uh, through that. So sometimes, I mean, face to face connection is um, is wonderful. But at times, like this you've you've got to make the use of, of technology and like you yeah. said that you know 30 years ago we didn't have as much but now it's quite readily available yeah and there's too much of it and it's just i think half of it too is for us to perhaps be more comfortable with technology i know that you know if you're a certain age like <laughs> might be for me and that might apply to me but like you know sometimes we're a little bit hesitant thinking oh i don't know whether this is going to work and uh I hope it's okay. Like, so I think technology can sometimes be a little overwhelming because you think, do I really want to do this? Will I be able to set it all up? So even today, I mean, you know, I've got this webinar and I'm doing it at home and um, a couple of people are coming over and they're going to make sure that everything's okay technically <laughs> and make sure that nothing goes wrong because, you know, that can throw you. Yes. If you might have an amazing, um, you know, uh, whole conference lined up or a seminar or a presentation and then suddenly as the technical side goes, then you're stumped. You, you lose your confidence and then you, you make a mess of it and everything changes. So, so I think it's like about us kind of embracing technology and trying step by step to learn what, what is easy for us as baby steps really to understand it and to be comfortable with it, to do these things. But I think, you know, there's just so much out there that all you have to do, you, you can do a Google search and find out the types of things that you can do. And, and it's very easy. And it's amazing how you can adapt it to different things. I mean, you're saying like yoga and, you know, I could do cooking, I could do whatever. Yes. And, and, you know, and training, even a majority of training is done. It's amazing that, you know, something like click meeting, 
the, the number of webinars that go on, which do, do, do with training, it's almost like almost 40% of the time is, is training, which is, um, which is great because you have access to a whole global, uh, you know, um, talent of, of trainers. You can choose what you want. You don't have to be restricted to one particular area or one particular country. You can go and do whatever you like, which is amazing that you have the world available to you. So that's, that is, you know, one of the things about remote working where you can access. And, you know, yourself, too, on radio, we can talk to anyone. We can be talking to somebody at the, end, the other end of the world and talking about particular subjects. And that's the, the amazing thing about technology these days, that we can do that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. What about this point on communication? Now, sometimes when you talk to somebody face to face, your your message is, is is put across. But sometimes when you're texting or when you're emailing, the tone can be a bit off because you can't really hear um, how the other person is actually sure. saying it. So how do you sort of come across, you know, well-meaning without the other person misunderstanding you thinking, oh, oh that, that was a bit blunt, you know? Yeah, um, so yeah. how do you how do you strike that balance? I, I think, you know, this is an area that is incredibly important when, when you are sort of communicating remotely with people. Sometimes, you know, we can even, I mean, regardless of whether it's remote, just every day when we're sending emails to people, we, I think we all need to kind of almost count to three before we send an email to say the truth or write a text. We need to count to three and just actually read it, absorb it, and read it again and absorb it and think, like, does that sound okay? Because sometimes when we're in a hurry, we tend to just think, all right, I'll just quickly put this down and, and send it off. And then you realize later that, hang on, that sounds a bit blunt. But, you know, there are now ways of softening your text messages or your emails, things like that, with all these, these emojis that people are sending. Obviously, you're not going to do it in a business, you know, you know, in a business thing, you may not, but you have to be careful about what you do in business thing. But when you're uh, emailing colleagues and, and texting them, things like that, sometimes even emoji, like if you are saying it in, with a sense of humor and stuff like that, you can add a lol to it. You can put a little emoji next to it, which basically sets the tone for what you are saying. Sometimes when you put that emoji with a gritted teeth, which I do sometimes, you know, um, you know, then you know that, hang on, this person's feeling a bit stressed here. So I think that's something that is incredibly important. That and and you know what's what's most important too is that you you can use like instead of WhatsApping somebody and and doing it in a text or whatever, you you know you have the option of uh, you know recording the your audio voice. Note. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Record your voice, and you know that your voice you can easily with your voice, the tone of your voice, the, the speed, the pitch. Everything will tell people because the voice is incredibly important. And, and I think people actually do like listening to people's voices. So I think think twice tomorrow. If you have to, if you're working remotely and you're going to send a message, it's actually much easier sometimes. People like to get voice messages. I sometimes find I'm texting and I'm making so many mistakes, silly mistakes, because my fingers are just, it just doesn't work. It's just really rubbish. So then I just think, oh, you know, I can't be able to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to record this and I'm just going to send a message through like this. And it's amazing that that actually does, it is quite nice. It can be quite natural. You can just tell people what you're, what you're thinking or if you want something done and they can listen to it again as well. And there's no risk. So, so I think there's ways of getting around it, but I think like anything else, it's really just about proofreading. It's about checking yeah, the number of times I've sent texts off without actually checking to see what's done. And then when it was gone, I thought, oh, my goodness, somebody's just read that and it's all messed up. So 
double check, you know, just be careful because that can cause misunderstandings and then you're into another whole sort of arena which can cause problems when you're remote working and you don't want that. Exactly. And and on that point of emojis, it's true. Sometimes I do use a lot of emojis. And you'd be surprised. There are certain legislators who go nuts uh, for for emojis and... and (laughs) Alan Lung, former legislator, he used to put a lot of heart-shaped eyes if you booked him for back chat or something. <laughs> so you'd be surprised at how how they like to how a lot of politicians uh, like a bit of uh, emoji. Uh, before I let you go, Sadia, were there any sort of? Um, I won't ask you for too many tips because people will need to go to your webinar uh, for yeah. the tips. But were there sort of things you wish you knew now um, that you didn't know before that it took you uh, maybe one tip? You know that. You, you wish you knew now that you didn't know before or that years of, of working remotely has helped you hone into this skill? Um, I'm just trying to think now. <laughs> I think, you know, one of the, I suppose the main advice I would give is on those days where you really don't sort of, you find it hard to motivate yourself and stuff, then don't feel guilty. Don't yes. kind of eat yourself away about it. Just kind of go and go and do something else. And you would be you'd be amazed to, to to know that actually, if you switch your mind off from the thing that you're trying to do at the time, and you go to do something, go for a swim, go and do something else. Don't feel guilty. Take about your it. mind off it for a yeah. while. Yeah. Just go and do it, and don't sit there sort of moping around in the house or feeling depressed or getting even lower. Get yourself out of that pit and go and do something else. You know, go and bake cake or whatever. I used to do that, actually. Um, And then when you come back, during that time of relaxation, when you take that time off to do something, it's amazing how your brain then starts relaxing and you start working. And sometimes just after that episode, you may actually have the solution to your problem. And that's what I would say, that, like, don't, don't beat yourself up if you're not able to do certain things or you're not able to focus. It's a big thing to have to suddenly find yourself working at home like this. So adapt yourself. Give your brain time to get used to the new arrangement because, you know, you get fatigued. You get fed up with it. So just just don't beat yourself up. You know, just do that. That's that my main advice. I'd say I think initially when I started to work like that, I just wasn't sure as to what could I do? What couldn't I do? Should I do this? Should I stick to my phone? Should I stay in front of the screen? No, it's really a matter of you figuring it out in yourself and then working the best time that you feel you can work and get the most out of it. Well said, Sadia. Yeah, I agree. Because sometimes if you have sort of, um, I don't know, writer's block or something and you just sit there, it it just doesn't work. You need to take your mind off it and distract yourself. And when you come back to it, you know, it's so much easier to then put your thoughts on paper. Uh, At least I've tried that as well. Mm, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much, Sadia. It's so nice to... We still have spaces for people to go on, and I think you've got the link on your website, on your Facebook page. That's right. Remind our listeners once again, if they want to find out uh, more about tonight's event, they can go to uh, eventbrit.hk, and then they can search for Getting Your Voice Heard in Challenging Times with Sadia Osmani. I've also posted a link on my Facebook page as well. It starts at 5 o'clock until 6 today uh, for this webinar. And, uh, of course, the best things in life uh, are free, so uh, this event will also be free, um, so you'll be able to to listen uh, to some more tips uh, shared by Sadia. And let me just plug, we have a live event as well. If you want to see me live talking about this whole 
this whole thing. Um, I'm going to be at Kafni, which is at the Kerry Hotel, on Thursday. That's the 12th, um, between 6.30 and 8.00. And you can book that, too, on Eventbrite. Excellent. Okay, so Thursday, <laughs> Thursday as well, if you want to catch uh, Sadia live in action. Thank you so much for your time today, You're Sadia. Welcome. And we'll chat soon again. Thank you very much. See you then. Bye-bye.